tons of information to let you know about anything that's going on. And um, just super glad to have you all here this morning. And if you would, please join me for prayer. Father God, we just humbly come before you this morning. Lord, we just ask for your presence to be here and amongst us. We ask for your hand to be on the testimony that we hear, that the testimony rings true in all of our hearts, and that we can make our walk closer and stronger because of the words that we hear today. We ask that we carry this all week and not make this a, something that we come and only do here in this building, Lord, but be a everlasting presence in our life throughout the week, and we just thank you, and we ask this in your name. Amen. Would you stand and sing with us this morning? Shake a bow of 
Hey. 
morning to everybody. Uh, let me just introduce myself and my family. Uh, Freddie and Nora Sines. We're with Ripe for Harvest. Uh, we are missionaries. And our two children, Emmy and Ari. Okay, this is feeding back a little bit. And uh, we serve in Mexico with the Mixtecs of Santiago Tlazoyaltepec. And try to say that three times. <laughs> it's in the state of Oaxaca. Uh, the Lord has called us to the mission field to serve in Bible translation and literacy. And uh, that's what I'd like to do today is share um, from God's word briefly. And then the rest of the time, I'd like for you to get to know our people group, the Mixtecs. Um, so let's go ahead and jump right in and let's go ahead and put uh, the text that we're going to see today. It's very, it's going to be short. Mark chapter four. If you get it up on the screen or you can open your Bible chapter four, Mark verse 35 through 41. And if you can follow along with the audio, I have an audio and you can also follow along in your, in your Bible. Go ahead. Another second here. I appreciate your patience. It'll make sense when you hear it. Marco Kumi Okosau Udikon Dunin Rusia Orenitisio Nikundresu Nisha Adesiko de Najao. Denga tu kushio. Tenata chiu de Nigininru Naju Kwa Akoshi. Te kwanunru ekodeshi de Nakwetu Barku. Te dukani tuku. De kudabaka. Jabar. Could you understand the reading of God's word right now? No, that's in another language. That's in Mistech. That's the language we're working in. And we're currently in the book of Mark, translating from Spanish to Mistech, also um, referencing the Greek, going Greek to Mistech, with the help of our co-translators. So let's now read it in a language that we kind of know. <laughs> English, hey, that's, that'd be nice. So it says there, and starting in verse 35, on that day when, when evening had come, he said to them, this is Jesus, let's go across to the other side and leaving the crowd, they took him with them in the boat just as he was. And other boats were with him. And a great windstorm arose and the waves were breaking into the boat so that the boat was already filling with water. But it was in the stern but he was in the stern asleep on the cushion this is Jesus and they woke him and they said to him teacher 
do you not care that we are perishing? And it keeps going there. It said, he got up and he rebuked the wind and said to the sea, hush, be still. And the wind died down and it became perfectly calm. And he said to them, why are you afraid? How is it that you have no faith? They became very much afraid and said to one another, who is this? Who then is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? Father God, I just thank you for this opportunity to share your word and share about the Nisex in Oaxaca, Mexico, the work that you have called us to do, the work that you are doing in the hearts of many. So we just put this time into your hands. We thank you. We praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So here in uh, the Gospel of Mark, uh, Jesus and his disciples are, are crossing the Sea of Galilee. And they're going from the Jewish side to the Gentile side. And they're, they're really leaving their familiar, the side that they know, to the unfamiliar side. They're leaving their home, their friends, their family, and they're going to a foreign land, basically, just on the other side of the Sea of Galilee, to basically to strangers. Okay? That's the context of this text. So, so it's not really talking about a boat trip. Um, really what it's talking about here is life, faith, fear. All that in one. And it's really hard to separate those. If you notice, usually when you see those three, they're together. Life, fear, faith. And... Um, and when you, we read the text here, it looks like the boat's going down. And um, it's kind of ironic, maybe, weird kind of thing that Jesus is asleep, resting on a pillow. Isn't that sound strange? And, um, you know, if we were honest, sometimes we do cry out to God, and you see it in the text. Um... And it seems like he doesn't hear us. Um, and it got me thinking, just because Jesus is with us, it doesn't mean it's smooth sailing. And, and really here is talking about storms in life. And, uh, and when, you, when those happen, we often ask, where is the help? And, 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 and you see it in the text again, the uh, disciples, God, don't you care? And, and I've gotten to the point in life, it's okay to ask those questions. It's, it's okay to vent <laughs> with God sometimes. I, I find that very helpful. Um, and then waiting... The waiting part um, is the hard part. I know God answers in that moment, but in, the, in our waiting, we get impatient. We, um, I don't know about you, sometimes we just kind of vent more, <laughs> and we just say, God, can't you just fix it? 
in other words. And uh, the, the point is, in this text, and I want to bring it out, verse 1, it, you know, the disciples say, who is this? Talking about Jesus. Um, we see here Jesus gives the peace. Um, and it really isn't talking about a storm, per se. It's really not talking about the wind, really not talking about the water being splashed up on the disciples. The real storm comes in life. You know, whatever it could be, illness, challenges, um, we get off course. I know I've done that. Fear, uh, mistakes, that's where the storm really is. And it's interesting here, um, at the end of this section in Mark, um, you know, Jesus says, hush, be still. Peace does come. Interesting. And um, was Jesus only speaking to the storm? I want to say he was because the storm did obey. But I want to say he was speaking to the storm and to the hearts of the disciples. I think he was speaking to both. Uh, the storm really is in our hearts. That's where the storm is. And when we cry out to God, that's when we hear from him. That's when we hear from him. So here in the, in the book of Mark, uh, with the help of our co-translators, we are attempting to communicate God's word in the, the most accurate way we can, finding the, the correct terms just as, as we read it just now, just as we understood it right now. That's what our ministry is with the Mies text. And here in uh, Mark, um, there's the word see, and I find it really interesting with the Mies text, the word see was lost. They just, there's no sea up in the mountains in southern Mexico, and they had to find the word. And the word is, and when they hear that word, it brings it back like, oh, yeah, 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 that's the word in our language. In Spanish, it would be mar, and they sometimes know a few Spanish words, and they will know, oh, yeah, mar is sea as a second language, but their language, it's and it's like, oh yeah, 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 just things happen, they understand, it's in my language, I, I understand. So with that, um, I'd like to introduce our people group, and if we can start on the slides, again, the village name, say it three times, Slazo Yaltepec, Straight ahead. Okay, next slide. It's in southern Mexico, in the state of Oaxaca, up in the mountains, right on the top of the mountain. Why didn't they pick the bottom? No, they picked the top. Next slide. So that's, that's the village where we were living prior to COVID-19, prior to coming up here. We're on furlough now. So that's where we serve uh, the Mistex. Okay, next slide. So at a younger 
time. <laughs> uh, we arrived, and there's nobody there waiting for us. There's no Mexican abrazos. There's none of that. They're just like, who are you? So we had to ask permission to work there. And after just a lot of negotiation, they finally said yes. Um, so these are the Mistecs. Um, one family offered us their home so that we could stay there, and we took it. <laughs> and that's the family. Um, there's some kids um, across the street. They're bigger now, but uh, uh, they speak their own language, Misteco, okay? And a lot of the work is, you know, just getting out there and finding words in the language, greetings, um, you know, how to say stuff. Um, and you just ask people, and a lot of them will just give you the answer. Um, uh, you know, you know uh, I had to write some of this down, and, and I didn't know how to write it at, at the beginning, so we had to produce an alphabet and get an idea of what the spelling is, stuff like that. So that's part of the, the language part of the of missionary life, just trying to document the language, trying to find an alphabet, trying to write things down, always improving it. And uh, these ladies, just as they were helping me that day, okay? And of course, Emmy grew up on the mission field <laughs> and just loves the kids. Kids love her, they're just playing. And this is, uh, we had uh, various people help us in the language part, learning it. This is the first gentleman asked at least 20 people if they would ask, if they would help me. And this was the first gentleman actually said yes. So you can tell that this is a hard um, people group. So he helped us with the, the, the first stage of language learning, just a lot of vocabulary. And uh, again, Emmy was little at the time. Can you recognize her? <laughs> Next. And this is the two rooms that the family allowed us to live in. We had to fix it up. Here's Nora. Just I think you were learning numbers at the time um, and just trying to learn how to write their numbers in their language. And uh, there's Emmy up there. Emmy, you weren't supposed to be on the roof. <laughs> okay, next. And so we, now the couple up to the far left, that's Joaquin and Maria. They're our main helpers now, our co-translators. And like I said, we've had other people help us, and they just weren't into this kind of work, you know, just sitting down at a table, writing words. You're like, that's not real work. Work is out in the field. We just don't like this. So they stopped helping us. But Joaquin and Maria, they have shown interest to learn to read and write their language because they have interest of getting the Word of God written in their language. So that's the difference. And there's another couple that we help train. They become advocates for the language. They learn how to read and write their language, and then they can go out and share with people, yeah, this, this can be written down. We can, we can um, make um, books. We can write stories in our tongue. So that, a lot of the training goes on at this linguistic center down in Oaxaca. Train them up and then just get them out there sharing um, from mother tongue speakers that yes, we, we can write in our language, okay? 
So these workshops, there's my wife Nora helping a uh, speaker. So they, they come to these workshop, workshops. They don't know how to read and write their language. And we're kind of like stumbling through it ourselves. But at least we have an alphabet. We have phrases. So we share with them, okay, this is what we know. And they just run with it. And they learn how to write phrases, learn how to write stories, games, puzzles in these workshops so they can go back and then kind of spread the word. Yeah, we can. Um, and there are some errors in some of their writings, but we continue to polish it up and get it more and more accurate. Okay. And a lot of the mistakes are just like vowels. They write the wrong vowel. Or, or they write double consonants, should have been a single consonant kind of thing. So that's what we're there, kind of like for technical support. But once they get the hang of it, they, they, they get it pretty good. So next, so a church down there um, asked me, uh, we want to know how to say welcome, bienvenidos, in our language. And, um, but we don't know what the word is. So our co-translators went out searching, asking elders, how do you say welcome, bienvenidos? And it took a while, but we found the word, and it's right here. Now, that makes no sense here, but in the language, oh, yeah, yeah, we used to say that a long time ago. So we were able to recover that phrase, and God bless you. I must have heard like 20 different ways to say God bless you. Can't there just be one way to say God bless you? And here it is. We finally found at least down to the top three. <laughs> All that to say God bless you. And believe me, it was longer before that. Okay, next. Okay, so some of these... Uh, participants in these workshops, we, t we help them by getting them a display, helping them print materials. Some of these are the individuals, um, booklets they have written, others that from prior workshops, we just get a display going and we get it in their homes or their business so that when people come and they're like, oh wow, what is that? It's their language and it's written. And there's a display so that they can actually see it. So that makes a big difference. Okay, next. Joaquin and Maria, they've taken the same workshops. And the good thing about them, they have more time. So when, when people come and they have a minute or two, they'll pull down the alphabet. This is our alphabet. These are words um, that go with each letter. And if they have more time, they'll get a booklet down and read it to them. Uh, maybe uh, two or three pages of Mistech text. And they just share, yeah, we can write our language. So right now, I'd like to show a video of this process. It's real quick. Hi. Hello to everybody back home. We are Freddie and Nora signed right for Harvest, serving the Mistechs of Southern Mexico in Bible translation and literacy. Behind me are samples of the uh, booklets that we have done in the language. And right now we're in the middle of a community checking process of the book of Philemon, verses 4 and 5. 
Okay, so basically we just checked and uh, she was able to tell us what she understood and what she didn't understand of the reading. Basically she understood what was read and our uh, worker, co-worker, co-translator said thank you for all for praying and thank you all for su your support as we continue on in the Bible translation process. Thank you. Okay. Okay, so that is the village checking process. We get a, a text. In this case, we had worked on the book of Philemon. It's only about 25 verses, one chapter. And we have worked it up to a fourth draft. Each draft, we found errors, spelling, maybe a, a word that wasn't quite right, and we replaced it. So then we come and check it with somebody, and we read it to them, and we try to get feedback, you know, positive um, construction kind of thing, you know, just how can we improve it? And she was saying, uh, kind of like, I don't know, I, I don't know. Tudeko <laughs> Nuni, you know, I don't know, I don't know. But I mean, she did understand most of what was said. I think she was nervous because uh, we're filming. But basically, that's what we, uh, we do, you know, Bible translation, get the text, work it, get a final draft, um, have somebody listen to it. It could be a child, it could be an adult, it could be an elder, it could be someone who believes in Yeshua, Jesus, someone who doesn't believe in Jesus. They should be able to understand it, all of them. So that's our goal, is to, is to get comprehension they know what the text is, what's being said to them. So that's how we can check it. Like we're we're right on, um, get some feedback. So that's part of the the village checking process. We try to find people that um, are willing to listen carefully and um, help us make any corrections that are that are needed. So um, anyway, let's just continue on. Um, again, training is really important for our co-translators. After that uh, initial literacy workshop, they did a um, translation workshop. So here, they learn how to translate and working from their language now. So they're given a text in the Bible, in Spanish, okay. Um, the next 
lesson now we're going to do is to translate that section into your language, into your tongue. So it's, they get really good um, feedback at these workshops. We have experienced translators. Okay, make sure you know it's in the right tense. It's uh, it's saying this, not to put too much. You never want to put more information that's already there. But at the get, also you don't want to miss anything and make sure it's there. That kind of checks. So they they just did really well at the uh, translation workshop. It was in two parts. They went back for the second, and um, so they learned about the principles of translation. So it, it went really well. And um, they, again, they, they are believers, and their, their desire is the, for the Word of God to be written in their tongue, in, in Mistec. Okay. Okay, so at the end of the day of these workshops, um, there's these uh, housing at the Linguistic Center. So we have a big meal together. So you can see Joaquin Maria, the little boy, Alex. Can you see Ari there and Emmy? Kind of hard to see a little bit. But we just have a good time. We have a meal. And um, as we just prayed that part of our, our work is to help finance all this, you know, the workshops, the housing, the meals, the transportation. Ask that you pray um, and uh, ask for God to provide if you would like to be on our, on our prayer team. You know, after we finish here, um, let me get your information, email or address to keep you up to date on how we um, update our, our prayer team, how they can pray specifically. Um, but anyway, after this workshop, we have a meal. The next day, we go back to the village kind of thing and regroup. Okay, so next photo. Okay, so when we, when we met Joaquin and Maria, they were, they were farmers. And that's what they know. They grow corn. And um, Joaquin had a fifth grade. He has a fifth grade education. Maria, I think, seventh grade. And ideally, we would like to have, like, educated people to do this kind of work. But you just go with what you got. <laughs> and that's what we, we, we were given the opportunity to work with them. So God transformed them from this to... Next slide. This. They're, they are, their full-time job now is co, are, are co-translators. They most of the time work at night, working on text, trying to figure out how to say it in Spanish into Mistec. And most of the time I would be there before we came up working at the translation table, and I would check the Greek. And, of course, in Greek you have a lot of the errors, and make sure the tense were all correct. And in Mistec, they generally like to add more information. So I would compare the Greek to the Mistec, and in Mistec, there's more words here, and we had to cut it back. Like, example, in, in Acts, it says the 12, but it doesn't say apostles, but that's what they, it's referring to. But it doesn't have the word there. It's implied information. It's the same here in Mistec. They, they want to add and add and add, and there's a point where we got to cut it off. Um, you can't add in, any extra information. You can only translate what's there in the text. So they, they, they have a really good understanding about that. 
okay, just what's in the text needs to be translated into Mies text, not anything extra. Okay, next. So here's our the rooms that we rent in our village. Again, Emmy, Ari. Ari's always cutting up, climbing the walls, even back in Mexico. And they're the neighborhood kids. Um, and uh, they're always at our place, maybe because we always have food. I don't know. Okay, next. And another part of the, this kind of work is sharing the information that we have. Uh, we have it in written form, so it's it's good to you know get the information out there. And here, uh, my wife was at a at a I forget in Oaxaca City, you know, getting the word out. Like a lot of materials are already written, so we just kind of get the word out. Um, that's part of our work is to share with with everybody. Uh, and there's a lot of linguistics into this kind of work, and a lot of people are actually interested in, in this kind of, uh, the, the linguistic side of it, the, the text. Okay, again, this is uh, Joaquin, his family, it's a house, and um, we work there, um, translation there at his house, okay, next. Um, one day, you know, we're working on, on the language, and Joaquin asked me, look, somebody wants to give me some trees, can we go pick them up? <laughs> So we, we want to help them also in practical ways, uh, not just by the Word of God, you know, getting them the Word of God into their hands, but also when a, a needs arise. So one day, there's Emmy with me. Uh, we picked up some trees, and these are peach trees, and they're already giving fruit. So anyway, um, another part of the training is to speak in public. And Joaquin Maria, they did not like doing this and they weren't they they never spoke in public so part of the the training is okay get in front of a group of 30 people which is their peers in these workshops have a little uh, write-up share something about your language and then ask for feedback and usually it's about five minutes and this helps break breaks the ice of being in front of people being nervous in front of people because when they go back home and they learn all this stuff about their language that can be written here's some samples I want to show it to you they got to get in front of a lot of people and and that takes a little bit of courage so I really like these workshops they help them to present their materials and to allow for for questions improvements and to be very professional about it um, and it's been really, very helpful. That, that alone right there has is, is helped um, get the information out to their own people. And again, they're the advocates. They're the ones speaking uh, about the, the, the text, the scripture, the examples of, of stories. Okay, next. Okay, so here's our village room. Very, very rustic, simple. There's Ari, Emmy, Nora. There's our little dog um, uh, back in Mexico with uh, 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 Gurley <laughs> I can't remember her name <laughs> anyway okay I have another video to wrap it up here now this is Joaquin and Maria um, kind of giving you an overview Joel 
Peking de Talia. Car nous avons nous avons nous avons nous nous Okay, so that was uh, Joaquin Maria just kind of sharing, you know, the, this is not easy work, um, but God is with us, and that's why we ask that you pray for us, the Science family. Um, we need prayer partners, so if you want to join our prayer team just on your way out today, uh, just give us your information. We have a display out there to see some more pictures, some of them you saw on our presentation. Um, we have, uh, you know, need for financial support. We are independent missionaries, so we have to raise our own prayer and financial financial support. So I pray, ask that you pray about that. Um, and um, also pray. We just thank you for the uh, the mission house. We're here temporarily, but eventually we want to possibly relocate to West Texas, Oklahoma, Arkansas, somewhere else. I'm not sure yet while we're here on furlough. So I ask that you just pray about that for us. <coughs> Excuse me. Pray for a small trailer that we need to be mobile, um, like a small five by eight is what we're looking at enclosed. Um, you do see our picture of a Ford truck up there. Um, that's the truck that I use down in Oaxaca. We're praying for a, uh, a sponsor uh, to buy that truck so that uh, we can give that truck to our co-translators um, so that they can be more independent. Um, we're looking, you know, for God to buy, provide a sponsor, cover the, the cost of that truck, and to transfer it over to our, our co-translator's name. So pray about uh, pray about that. Uh, and 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 lastly, you know, the work of Bible translation um, for the Mistex of Santiago Tlaxiyaltepec that we just continue on, even though we're here on furlough, that we can continue working online, um, like a lot of missionaries are doing now. Um, so pray that God just blesses it, provides that the scripture continues to be translated, Joaquin Maria can continue to work independently, um, so that the goal is so that the Mistex can have um, the word of God in their mother tongue, that's that's what they, they that's how they understand it in their own language. 
So again, thank you again for allowing me to share. Um, please see the display on the way out. Uh, let me just end in prayer. And I just thank you again for this chance to share a little bit about our ministry in Mexico. Father God, I thank you for your word in Mark. And we thank you for our co-translators that are translating the book of Mark as we speak. We thank you for this opportunity to share about what you're doing in the mission field down there in the state of Oaxaca. Um, we ask that you just protect Joaquina Maria um, and just give them good health and strength as they translate the New Testament into Mistec. We ask that you just provide for them, provide for us, help us to work this next year or so while we're up here and pray that uh, you open a door for us to return to Mexico in the near future. Uh, we thank you again for these uh, needs that were mentioned. We just lift them up to you. Uh, again, thank you for a, a, a chance to share a little bit about what you're doing with the Mistex. So we praise you, we thank you, and we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hey, Landon. <laughs> hey, one second. Hey, can we just, I want to interrupt, so to speak, and make note that we have special guests here today, two special guests. Miss Sid Pierce is here, who was instrumental in actually starting this church. Her and her husband were, our, he was our first pastor, and this is her Hello, I'm here, and I'm moving to Pennsylvania to live with my daughter. <laughs> so if you have never met Miss Sid, you need to meet her. And uh, also, which I'm really amazed that our, um, our missionary that's in residence right now was speaking this morning, and I want you all to know that Justin and Rachel Stanford and their little tribe is all here, and they were our first missionaries in residence in 2004 so anyway just welcome them as y'all see them and as Landon said have a great day <laughs> mm -hmm. 